0: And so my biggest lesson that I learned, even if you want to be Ned Stark from Game of Thrones, doing the right thing for the right reasons and die with honor, an amicable relationship as a single parent isn't really a one-person decision. Welcome to Trauma to Triumph, where our goal is to empower, inspire, and give you the means to stand up, take control of your life while embracing your inner badass. I am thrilled you are here and wanting to be a part of this journey. In our 19th episode, we are going to talk about my single parenting journey. Because honestly, there's a lot of us out there and not enough resources to help get our heads and hearts straight to give us perspective. There is so much self-inflicted pain, shame, and guilt we give ourselves for becoming a single parent. If that doesn't make matters worse, it's the hardship no one can ever really prepare you for and the things you never knew could happen. This is my crazy ride to single parenting. My hope is that this will help you if you're heading there or are in it or are supporting someone who you can help give perspective. Let's get started. So, something crazy most people don't know about me. I think you might fall out of your chair for this one. Are you ready? My secret, not so secret crush is Pete Carroll. <laughs> I know, I know. Everyone loves Russell Wilson, Bobby Wagner, but no, give me Pete Carroll. I think he's hot. I loved Pete Carroll before the Seahawks. I loved him while he was at USC. My ex was a big USC fan, and it's the only time I ever really paid attention. And of course, when he came to Seattle, when I moved from LA and he moved from LA, I was like, hmm, we were meant for each other. So before you tune me out and get completely grossed out, let me at least explain why. I feel like I have to justify this now. It's the understated confidence, knowing he can take not just one athlete, but a whole team and orchestrate them to do what they need to do to win. He gets in and he jumps around with the team, gets them pumped up and motivated, but can also rip a rough and new asshole when necessary. He commands presence. He doesn't have to showboat. He's smart as hell and he knows what he's doing. Honestly, that's hot. Which brings me to my next topic, the single parent journey. There are so many people that are here, on their way here, or contemplating whether this is something they want to venture. It's single-handedly one of the toughest decisions to execute on, not to make, but to execute. And as parents, we are always trying to make sure we minimize the trauma for our kids. Unfortunately, becoming a single parent can be an incredibly traumatic experience. When I realized I was going to become a parent, I already knew my ex wasn't the right one. I tried to end the relationship early on and then realized I was pregnant. It was like the movie Knocked Up extended into seven years. Let me tell you, the Vietnamese Catholic side had a fucking heyday with that. I regress. Bottom line, my ex was not the one. But I was hoping that I could change my heart as time progressed. And worst case scenario, we would always be friends. So would is assuming that we could. I took for granted would and could and realized several years later how the switch of two letters would make such a huge difference. This is where I went wrong. I forgot that we were never really friends to begin with, that he actually hated my guts before he started dating me and we only started dating because we spent so much time together on a project for work that he kind of grew on me. The rest is history, what I knew before and what I know now are virtually the same, except that I refuse to accept that we could not be friends. I finally decided to end it in October of 2012. I remember sitting down with him and saying I could be a better friend than a partner and that this was not working. If I had a magic wand, I'd wish for us to be really great friends, with the kind of respect that we could wish each other loads of happiness knowing that it's what we deserve and to be able to communicate with ease. I'd wish for us to be able to respect each other's parenting skills and to have reasonably amicable conversations about our kids' well-being. But there's a problem. It's this rainbow and unicorn thing I got going. I see all the good and I forget where he's at currently. It's both a gift and a curse. And so my biggest lesson that I learned, even if you want to be Ned Stark from Game of Thrones, doing the right thing for the right reasons and die with honor, an amicable relationship as a single parent isn't really a one person decision. It takes two. So for me, striving to maintain something that was lit up with gasoline and set on fire might be a waste of energy. However, because we have kids, I was willing to make that effort. I just needed to not allow my own worth to be validated by a guy whose head and heart haven't done the work. I struggled with doing all the right things in terms of parenting my kids and still getting slammed. I took it so personal. Well, because shit, we had kids together. You think breaking up with someone is hard, divorcing or deciding not to be with someone who is the biological parent of your kids is fucking 10 times harder. There are definitely different types of breakups and generally they look like this. You have the ones who can be friends and the ones who can't be. The ones that are still in love with you. The ones who know they've blown it and don't want to be reminded. Respect it and walk away. The ones holding out hope hoping one day you will change your mind, the ones that are just too hard to be around, the ones that are probably borderlining needing a restraining order, and finally, the ones you haven't made peace with, and that's okay. I gave my ex a special category because we have kids. And yes, he gets his own special category because he's the dad. But that's where if I figured out sooner where my ex would have fallen in this category without kids, I would have probably had a better understanding of life after. This is how it would go down. I would go above and beyond the call of duty and still get slammed. I was getting so frustrated until a couple of my friends pointed out that I needed to stop beating myself up. I needed to stop making sure he was okay. My only job in our interaction at this point was to demonstrate and role model parental behavior. Outside of that, friends or not, I've done my job. I needed to remove the expectations that he was ever going to honor, respect, or care about me as the other parent or another person. Not his job and not mine to care what he thinks about me. A learning that I picked up from the moment we separated with the help of my attorney was that you can't care about what he does on his parenting time. Whether it's in line or not with what you have in mind, he gets to parent the way he wants to, and unless the kids are in danger, leave it alone. I accepted this, but I also fought like hell for the majority influence. Layman terms, parenting time, because I know that if anyone was going to be consistent about morals, values, Work ethic, it was going to be me. My level of OCD when it comes to my kids, bar none. And I knew that this is something that I needed to have. The other thing is family. I come from a huge family. My mom has 19 brothers and sisters. My dad has something like 14. And the amount of cousins I have would make your head spin. Being first generation and the majority of my family coming over in 1975, we all lived together at some point. Oddly enough, he held on to my family. To say I was devastated would be an understatement. I grew up having a ridiculous amount of birthdays, anniversaries, first month parties, and more. I went from these crazy huge family holidays to my kids were with my ex at my mom's house and me by myself. So the first couple of years I bawled my eyes out. It was dark, bleak, but then I realized, huh, I like the quiet. I like not buying presents for every freaking kid, entertaining family that wasn't really kind or caring. Actually, I fucking love being alone and love creating my own memories on my terms, not on the terms of what the huge ass group is doing. So I actually feel like I got the best end of that stick. And every relationship I bring into my life is with intention. It is designed with the fact that you are here by pure choice and not because a weird cousin gave birth to you and now with the feelings of obligation to tiptoe around the crazy aunt who will cut you when you so much as look at her wrong. It's honestly the best. When people tell me how lonely they are when their kids aren't around or that they feel terrible, I can understand, but I'm not going to lie. I'm the first person to tell you to suck it up and it's really not that bad. I love my kids and this is just another day. They'll be home soon and I'd love to spend every holiday with them, but I know they're okay and when it's my turn again, I'm going to be present as all hell and do everything with so much intention they're not going to skip a beat. And not only that, but there's always so much to do and sometimes when the hustle and bustle of chaos and holidays are around and the kids aren't home, it's nice to just sit on the couch and not have to do shit. Becoming a single parent will make you hustle like no one else's business. I remember meeting with my mortgage broker and him telling me there are three major life events, buying a home, marriage, divorce, and a new career. Well, I hit all three plus my one-year-old and my five-year-old at the time. I was like, well, it's now or never. Nothing like feeding two mouths plus your own that will make you throw down the hammer professionally. Starving to death and struggling wasn't an option. It never was, never will be. Let me tell you, I ate some shit when it came to a new career. I had the craziest fucking boss. I mean, to this day, he gets the award for the craziest fucking boss I've ever had. But fear will have you put up with shit. You don't need to because, again, the one goal, which was to make sure my kids had a place, food, and clothes on their back. And the craziness that I dealt with, I just vowed I'd never work for another asshole ever again. And honestly, I put in my time with crazy and every crazy taught me what I would no longer accept in my life. So every decision became exponentially better. If you've ever been scared to death of how you're going to feed your kids, trust me, it's normal. And from one single parent to another, when there's a will, there's a way. You'll get it done, have faith, and bust your ass. And normally, I don't really like condone the whole blocking idea, But if there is any time to block temporarily, it would be right now, meaning work lots, get your stash saved up, and prioritize you, your kids, and your work. Everything else needs to take a temporary hiatus. Don't do what I did and attempt to date right out of the gates. This could be, single-handedly, the dumbest thing I'd ever done. But I don't regret it. Again, lessons learned. But I don't need to learn it over and over, and I figured out how to finally break the damn codependent triangle. There were two things I remember hearing through all this craziness. One, which was from my best friend. It's time to focus on you. Don't worry about dating. Take the time. That piece of advice is one that I will tell you over and over again until I'm blue in the face. Becoming a single parent, you're redefining everything. You're redefining who you are as a person, as a parent, and what life looks like in the aftermath. You haven't gotten any attention in a while. I get it. But there's a reason people say that. And no, you're not the exception to the rule. My disclaimer, though, is that this is for the general population. There is a small population of people who have actually done some serious work to heal, have a really good head on their shoulders, and have come out of these situations unscathed, having amicable relationships with their exes. If this is you, great. But if this is not you, take this piece of advice seriously. The second piece is therapy. No one teaches you how to deal with the divorce, and no one's going to sit down and read a damn book while sitting on vacation trying to escape your shit feelings because it makes you feel like a total loser. So do the work. There are skills that most of us don't learn, even if our own parents have gone through a divorce, and having a really good therapist can help guide you through some skills you need to cope, understand, and embrace the shit that's happening. Having good friends during this process is extremely important. Not the I hate your ex bashing friends, but the friends that have a good head on their shoulders and will let you know you suck when you suck to do the right thing when you're not doing the right thing and will make sure you're good and your heart's in the right place. Eliminate friends that allow you to act stupid or at the very least, know that they are not the people you talk about real shit with because being petty and acting a fool will have you doing more work than necessary. Think about it. Getting extra digs, does no one any good. I had a girlfriend, love her, became a stepmom and felt the need to talk shit to her stepkids about the other mom. She gave me some jacked up advice about sometimes you do good for so long and you're not getting enough credit. So sometimes you have to get dirty. No matter how much you love someone, your values must align. And this goes back to Only quality people. If you sacrifice here, you're going to sacrifice a lot more long-term. So be the guard and lead your family the only way that you can. There's this saying in Vietnamese, really it's more like an understanding of how you treat others is how the world will treat your kids. And I'm all about creating some really fucking good karma for them. So whether it's true or not, the idea that if I wasn't here, the people that I've had the honor of getting to know will step in and always treat my kids with respect and love and have a watchful eye for their well-being. Being where I am now from where I was is a fucking miracle and a half. I knew I couldn't stay a mess. I knew harboring resentment wasn't going to allow me to be free. And I refused to be a prisoner of the shit. So I didn't want to be mad. I didn't want to be heartbroken. I was done. Anti-fragility became, and honestly, became really unfuckwithable. I think one of the hardest things about being a new single parent was learning how to trust again. I absolutely do not take for granted people who want to show up, smile, and have a good time, because sometimes those moments can be so hard to find. It's honestly why you see me love the hell out of my community, because to me, They're the family I decided to be surrounded by and honestly, this family that shows up for me and my kids leave me fucking speechless. But in order to do that, you have to let people in. I mean really let them in. Shit's a fucking mess. Better reason to open the door. The ones that will walk through and sit with you are invaluable. The ones that pass through, let them pass through. It's all okay. One of the lessons I didn't know I had to learn was that I am safe and protected. I didn't have to be the only one to protect my kids and me. Open up and know that you have the ability to create the environment you want and people will want to be there. The other thing, allow people to love your kids. So just because your ex has a new girlfriend or boyfriend or you don't get along with someone, if they love your kids, let it be. The name of the game is allowing people to show as much healthy love to your kids as possible, no matter how much they get on your nerves. And make sure your kids know that it's okay for them to love them back. Honestly, this is where people fuck shit up. Let me give you a little example. Your ex has a new partner. They start telling your kids to call their new partner mom or dad. Want to watch me lose my shit? This did it. I will never forget when my little guy got into my car and I was excited to see his Mother's Day project. Well, let me tell you, I didn't receive that Mother's Day project. And the response that I received from a five-year-old boy was, mommy, who's going to protect my dad's family? Again, devastation. I was so fucking heartbroken and I tried super hard not to let my kids see it, but I cried all the way to my dad's house. I had a 20 minute drive from Bellevue to Renton to figure out how I was going to get my bearings together. And let me tell you, the shit did not happen in 20 minutes. I lost it. My dad was like, who cares? Just an FYI, if you ever wanna know where I tell you to suck it up from, it's him. You don't get to sit and shit for a long time. He makes sure of it, even if the course of action is to ignore how you're feeling. Here's what I did. I made sure my kids knew that it was okay that I was upset, because it was, that I was going to be okay, and most importantly, that they needed to know that I would never be upset with them, loving someone who loved and respected them. I didn't want one of those situations regardless of what I was getting. This is not a tit for tat. If you only do things because you expect the other person to behave better, i.e. your ex, you're getting into the shit with the wrong thought process. It's about your kids and you have to let them know it's okay to love their dad, their dad's girlfriend, or boyfriend, whatever, and whoever's being good to them. When you make them feel like they have to pick sides even when your ex is doing it, keep doing the right thing because it is the right thing. I make my kids understand that I want them to love when they want to love. And on the other extreme, our job as parents aren't to cover up shit and make right what your ex is fucking up. So don't be two parents, be one, meaning own your responsibility and let the other one own theirs. Your job isn't to make them look like a hero when they get shit wrong or to force them to see your kids when they're not ready or not feeling it. And would you really want to succumb your kids to that? Please don't. Your job is to be there to support your kids through this craziness. I come from the school of hard knocks, always searching for a better meaning, always looking for the silver lining, because if you don't, what the hell else do you have? You can have all the riches in the world, but your sanity and how you see shit is more important than any material thing you can own. Being a single parent, you can bet your bottom dollar shit is going to hit the fan. It's going to be confusing at times, and you're not going to know where to start cleaning up the mess, and that's okay too. You just got to get up and do something. Any momentum is better than none. You most definitely will have to recalibrate often, but that's the journey. Once I got through the court process and realized where my family stood with my ex, I knew it was time to build my own community, and that I did. I found the best childcare providers that would love me and my kids. I had a nanny who was amazing and transitioned to an in home daycare provider. These ladies saved my ass. Many a conversation of keeping my head level, loving my little guys, while allowing me to feel safe so that I could build my career. When I needed a mom and a sister, they stepped in to make sure I was good. So fucking grateful. In all of this craziness, I decided that I was going to volunteer to be my kids' classroom parents to monitor my kids' food allergies during classroom parties. Which, just so you know, I was on overload, but my kids loved it. They asked me to be the room parent every year. I got to be the cool parent that the kids loved while being able to see which kids my kids were spending time with, what they needed from me emotionally, by the way they interacted with other kids in the parties. And let me just tell you, The intel you get by being a room parent is fucking amazing. I had an amazing boss, think previous episode, who told me once, inspect what you expect. Here's the thing. Once you do that and find that you're not getting what you expect, you must take the time to recalibrate what you're doing so that you can get the desired results. So I was able to see how my situation with my ex affected my kids socially and so for me, whenever I went to a classroom party and I saw that my daughter was withdrawn or she didn't know how to interact with other people or there was just things that she was writing, like I knew what she was feeling and I knew what I needed to do for myself as a parent to make sure that she was good and whole. The most important lesson that you will ever learn through this process is forgiveness And I'm not talking about forgiving your ex, right? Just so we're clear, you are never done forgiving. You don't realize it, but you will have to forgive yourself a lot. Forgive yourself first, then forgive others next. Shorten your beat up time. Look, parenting in itself is not a walk in the park. Single parenting is that much harder. There is so much guilt and shame. So shorten your refractory period of you could have done better. As my coach and good friend Greg says, don't do gooder. You do what you do, show up and give it your heart. Read, do not buy more shit for your kids or feel guilty when you can't buy them the newest Nintendo that all the other kids have. Your kids are looking at you for guidance. That money you spend or are thinking about spending on a game or a gadget or some other frivolous shit isn't going to help your kids stay grounded. We can sit here and say we don't want them to feel without, but they aren't going to feel without or missing something because of a hunk of metal. The greatest thing that we can do as parents is to teach them how to have fun or allow them to be bored and be more confident of who they are as little people. We want them to speak their minds, allow them to come into their own. Being a good parent means teaching them to see the beauty within them, not what's outside of them. So do what you need to do to eliminate the noise so that you can be fully present. And when you want to spend energy, money, or time, think about your own mental and emotional well-being. Invest your resources in shit that counts, that will make it the long haul and give you the skills you currently don't have to pivot, bob, weave, and embrace where you're at right now. Again, I was searching for answers, be it a TR conference, therapy, whatever I could do to bring my mental and emotional game, and now a spiritual game to where it needs to be so I can unconditionally love myself and my kids. Search for those answers, check yourself, and see what you're asking. Sometimes, it's a simple tweak of the questions that you've got going on in your head. I don't have it all figured out, but I can tell you I'm more at peace now than I have ever been before. I'm not perfect, I make a shit ton of mistakes. I just recover, give myself the grace to learn, and allow myself to move forward. You've become that single parent. It's time to pull a Pete Carroll and make sure that your game is right, that you have the right people and fans in place to cheer your team on. If you found this episode to be helpful, please help this new girl out. Subscribe to Trauma to Triumph in iTunes and leave me a review. If you want to connect even further, come to my site, which is kimbao.co, K-I-M-B-A-O dot C-O-co.com, and drop me a question or let me know what resonated. There's always room to improve and would love to hear the feedback you have for me and to be able to connect. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you, your insight, your willingness to hear another perspective to add to your arsenal of amazing tools you already have. Enjoy right now and we'll see you at the next episode. Much love.